Hi everyone, it's Liv. I just wanted to mention before we start this episode that we are still finalizing our recording space, so occasionally you will hear some feedback from our mic bouncing up and down on the table. We're doing our best to get this worked out as soon as possible, but thank you so much for your patience and sticking with us as we figure out all these technical difficulties of recording. Enjoy the episode! see this i'm kurt i'm liv and today we have our friend annie with us annie say hello what's up listeners (laughs) hey kurt do you want to talk about how you know annie annie and i have been friends since forever what when did we meet like fourth grade fifth grade i feel like we met in fourth grade, but then we, like, didn't start hanging out until swim team in, like, sixth grade. That's probably correct. And then after that, we were just, like, like, always sitting, like, within two people of each other in classes, so. We had a lot of classes together. (laughs) Like, all of them in eighth grade. Yeah. Do you remember Mr. Mall's class? I I remember you got caught reading a book in his class. Oh, like by the substitute? No, by Mr. Maul himself, the big angry guy. Yeah, that sounds like... Oh! (laughs) I'm picturing Mr. Stadler, but you're right. Yeah. I remember Mr. Maul. I remember one time... You were just shamelessly reading a book in his class. I remember it very clearly. You had it on your desk. (laughs) It's my (laughs) undiagnosed attention disorder (laughs) for you. Um... That's hilarious. I remember another time I was like, like there was a substitute teacher there and he was like, yo, you're reading and this is math class. And I was like, yeah, I just like books. And he was like, (laughs) okay, give me the book. And he like gave him the book and he was like, if you can tell me what happens in chapter four of this book without looking, I'll let you keep reading. And it was like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So I was like, oh, Hagrid shows up and they like go shopping. And he was like, fine, you can keep it. Testing whether or not you are. (laughs) There's no transition that we could ever possibly do. We're talking about Hamilton and American Musical. (laughs) (laughs) That came out when we were in high school. Oh, yeah, it did. There's a transition. It's horrible. I never saw it until, what was that, yesterday? Two nights ago. ago. Yeah, this is where I pull the synopsis from Google and read it. And I don't read it before I say it, so let's find out what it actually is. The original Broadway production of the award-winning musical that tells the story of Alexander Hamilton, first secretary of the Treasury, blending hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway styles, filmed from the Richard Rogers Theater in New York. The show premiered on Broadway on August 6th, 2015. So yeah, that was like right before our senior year. And then it got released onto Disney+. Plus. July 3rd of 2020. So that's the general gist of it. I don't know. Olivia, what's your what's your history with Hamilton and musical theater in general? I'm a theater kid. So I don't even know how I got into theater. That was so long ago that I don't even know. It just feels like it just happened. Um, I think I was in like the third grade when I heard Wicked and was like obsessed with it. And... And then I think at some point, literally somebody came up to me and was like, okay, you're, you're annoying. Like, you need to listen to another 
another show because like there's a literally a billion more. Please find something else. Um, so I think I did. And then I think when was it? And then in the fifth grade, I actually did theater for the first time. And then it. And now I'm here. Now I'm here. End of story. What about you, Annie? <laughs> um, so actually, like, the same thing kind of happened with me. Like, third grade, I, like, saw Wicked with my dad, and that was, like, the best ever. Like, <laughs> Wicked was definitely, like, the thing. Yeah. For, like, people our age, it was, like, huge. Definitely. Like, my sister and I would, like, dress up and, like, act out the scenes mm-hmm. for our parents and stuff. Um... And then, like, from that, I, like, got into other shows. My freshman year of high school, our freshman year of high school, was when the Les Mis movie came out. And that was, like, my whole personality for, like, maybe eight months. It was really bad. I had, like, a Tumblr for it. Like, <laughs> like it was awful. Um, and then I did, like, all the, like, school musicals for high school and middle school. You may know me from my role as the... Uh, the lineless magic carpet from our eighth grade production of Aladdin. Here's our fun, here's our fun little story about Hamilton. Um, probably in like 2013, 2014, my dad came up to me and was like, Olivia, I was listening to NPR and a bunch of these guys were like, uh, the next hit Broadway musical is going to be about Alexander Hamilton. And my dad told me that, and I was like, you're a liar. Like, they, NPR just fooled you hard. They conned you. You you got pranked. Yeah, and then, like, right before it came out, I, like, heard everybody talking about it, and I was like, oh, he was right. And so then I told Kurt about it, and Kurt was like, whatever, I don't really care, because, and then. I was at my grandma's house with my family, and we were all sitting in the TV room. The TV was just on in the background. And I saw Lynn on the screen. And I was like, hey, that's that Lin-Manuel Miranda dude. Like, the guy that wrote, that's writing the musical about Alexander Hamilton. This is supposed to be, like, the next huge thing. Like, And the, my entire family was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we don't fucking believe you. Like, there's no fucking way. And I was like, no, I'm being serious. Like, it's supposed to be, like, like the coolest thing. And, like, not even two years later, both, like, my entire family was like, we need to see Hamilton. Yeah. Kurt, so that means that you saw Hamilton two years ago, right? No, because my dad got scammed <gasps> trying to buy tickets. It's his fault. What happened? He ignored every warning sign while literally everyone was like, Dad, this is a scam. You're going to get scammed. And he was like, no, it's going to be fine. We're going to get the tickets. We're going to see Hamilton. And we were like, Dad, this is a scam. I, we had we had two tickets. Uh-huh. And we like were two tra- of them were real? Yeah. And okay. we were trying to get more tickets so that everyone could go. Yeah. Um, didn't work out. No. So my dad drives down to Chicago to pay this guy just a lot of money for these tickets. I don't remember how much it was, but like I met last minute Hamilton tickets. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. So he, he get we get to the venue and they're like, yeah, you've been scammed. And my dad was like, well, like what, what can I, like, how do I get tickets? And they were like, you can't. <laughs> it's like the show starts in 30 minutes. Oh no. Because that's the kind of family my family is. And then, like, a week later, my mom tried to buy tickets for another thing and was, like, like another obvious scam. She was like, is this a scam? I don't know. I don't think it's a scam. And I was like, Mom, that's a scam. She was like, I think I'm just going to try it anyway. I was like, Mom, that's a scam. And she didn't. So I guess they're learning. I wrote down bullet points of things that I just thought about in the show. Uh, the plot is good. Something. Oh, yeah. Let's have your, like, um, retelling. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me think for a second. There were some Hamilton times... was an was an orphan who 
was born in England. And he, wrong. Wrong. So, pretty... I know at one point he goes to New York. He moves okay, to yeah, At one point. He's in New York for some of it. I just assumed he, he lived across the pond prior. Okay. Do you remember what they called him? No. They called him Creole Bastard. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's from the Caribbean. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... So he he comes, so he to, the comes to New York. He goes to the, he goes to the colonies, as they say, um, and, and he is young, scrappy, and hungry, yep, just like said, this country. They said that many times. Yeah, um, they so really they, highlight that one for you. Just so. a little bit, and he meets he meets Lafayette and a couple other people in a bar, and also Burr. Um, and don't really get along because Burr is like, say less, smile more. And Alexander Hamilton's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> okay, you've recapped about three minutes into the movie. I'm still going. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. So then Alexander Hamilton meets George Washington. And <laughs> All right, we've skipped ahead. Yeah, we've yeah, made a big ahead. jump. Um... <laughs> Um, oh, and there's the Skyler sisters. Okay, there we go. They exist at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're walking around town. And... <laughs> so You're Alexander... doing better than I thought you'd be doing. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton meets George Washington during the blockade of Boston. Correct? I think. I'm gonna be honest. They don't mention that historical event by name. Yeah, so. no, I don't know. During when the, the war, when the, when the when the city is being surrounded by the British, sure, and they're out, he steals a cannon. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's it's, the it's, it's after that. Well, he meets him right after that. Where right, he's like we're surrounded, yeah. we're outgunned, outmanned. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Burr wants to be. George Washington's right hand man because they yeah. sing a whole song about it. they're like I need my right hand man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that they do so Burr Burr wants to be his right hand man mm-hmm. and Burr walks into the office and is like hey I think I could be a good right hand man and George Washington is like fuck you and Alexander Hamilton's could be my right hand man and then the Revolutionary War is a thing Alexander Hamilton gets married to one of the Schuyler sisters, the middle one. That happens before he goes to war. Yes, but it's during the Revolutionary War. It's, it's before right before he goes to war. Yeah. Because instead of Alexander Hamilton was upset because he wasn't fighting, he was doing George Washington's paperwork. Okay, your timeline's a little wacky, but we'll keep going. <laughs> so while the war is happening, he gets married, and then after he gets married, George Washington is like, "I'll give you command." And Alexander Hamilton went, yes, and goes and fights. We're missing some details again. They sing that whole song about Lafayette. Okay. (laughs) It's a good one. He gets sent home. Yes. Before he gets to go fight. Yes. Because he... Got mad at George Washington. No, because there was the duel... And George Washington got mad at him. Yes, and so he sent him home. But then he also gets mad at George Washington. Yes, but that's not why he got sent (laughs) home. And he goes home and he finds... Oh, his wife is pregnant. Yes, and she says... Is that... No, that's... that's... She says, stay with me because I'm pregnant. And he goes, sorry, I have to command a unit. And so he goes and commands a unit. Okay, now we're back on track. (laughs) (laughs) So 
the war is still going on in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> no, so the war ends. Yeah. And they're like... That's when Lafayette comes back with his guns and ships. And so the balance shifts. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, that was a good song. I like the Lafayette song. Yep, I know he's favorite. Um... <laughs> Cut me some slack. I've only seen this I think once. I you're doing very no, well. You're doing I really good. Like you're it's it. <laughs> um, so he becomes the secretary of the treasury, and he's at home, and he has to get that bill through Congress because Jefferson shows up and is like, "I hate this fucking thing. Yeah, get okay. out of here." Jefferson's, Jefferson's like, "Get it out of here." Mm-hmm. So Hamilton, George Washington is like, "Hamilton, you have like what six months." To like get this bill through or something like that. Sure. He goes. Like that. He goes. You need to get this bill through. Otherwise, we're we're scrapping it. And Hamilton goes. Well, shit. I literally can do nothing but write. And his wife goes. <laughs> his wife is like, Alexander Hamilton. I, your wife, am going to visit my father. Come with me. Let's go on vacation. She says it just like that. Um, she says, take a break. Like the name of the song, Take a Break. Um, she says, come with me and take a vacation. Yeah. We'll visit We'll visit your in-laws, my meal papa. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> okay, keep going. And Alexander Hamilton goes, <laughs> and no. she's like, let's hook up in the woods. <laughs> she does say that. Yeah, I, I do vaguely remember that. And Alexander Hamilton goes, no, I gotta get this bill through. You wouldn't understand. And... <laughs> woman yeah he really does kind of do that though. <laughs> so okay. he she goes and he stays to write the bill and then this this chick shows up yeah and she's like my husband is beating me i'm cold and scared let's sleep together and alexander <laughs> hamilton goes okay and sleeps with her and then the husband goes Oh, Mr. Hamilton, this was a plot. I'm going to extort you with blackmail. And so he's paying off this guy silently and, mm-hmm. and feels real bad about it. Um, but he did it, so, like, fuck him. And then his wife comes back. What happens next? Is that when his son dies in a duel? <laughs> okay. They meet. He meets with Jefferson and Madison, and they agree to help him get the, the plan through yes. Congress. Yes. And then... And then Madison Jefferson are like, we're going to follow his money trail and see where mm-hmm. it goes. And they find out. Because they don't want him to be able to run for president. Yes. Because George Washington is going to They're step also down. trying to extort him with yes. blackmail. Yes. Um, and so, to extort people with. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they, they, they follow all of his money records and go, mm-hmm. oh shit, he's been paying state funds to this one dude mm-hmm. for no discernible reason. We could blackmail on that. So they confront him and Jefferson is like, or uh, Hamilton is like, oh shit, dude, you don't understand. I was being extorted for blackmail. So this is actually me paying that man off. Like, it's totally legal. I kept a record of everything. Here's all of my receipts. And the boys, Jefferson, Burr, and um, Madison. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, dude, I guess that's true. It is totally legit. But Hamilton is convinced that at some point in the future, Burr is going to be like, oh, by the way, Hamilton had an affair to, like, sway public opinion of him. Mm -hmm. So Hamilton goes, I'm just going to tell everyone that I had an affair. 
I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. And so he does. Mm-hmm. And his wife is like, I fucking hate you, warranted. Um, <laughs> and so he gets he gets all sad and lonely. Um, warranted. Warranted. And his son is all grown up. And his son is all grown up. And his son in school heard somebody talking shit and went, duel, man. And the guy was like, okay, you're on. And so he goes to his dad and he's like, dad, you've done duels. I know this. How do I do a duel? Because I'm about to do one. And <laughs> Hamilton goes, this is what you got to do. You got to have your friends, your your best buddies first negotiate peace. And he went, okay, not going to happen. Let's speed this and up then, a And bit. then he went. We're like 75% done. And then he went, okay, well, if it comes to it and, and you actually got to like. Like, do the duel. You gotta just point your gun up in the air, and mm-hmm. if the other man's a gentleman, won't shoot ya. Uh, it turns out the other guy cheated and shot on nine instead of ten. So as he was raising his gun into the air, he gets shot and then fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dad's sad, mom's sad, warranted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they walk around town. Yeah. They move. They move. (laughs) They walk around town. And Hamilton says something to his wife that's like, if you can only do this, that'd be enough. I don't remember what he said. I know that it's a parallel of the song his wife sung to him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get the important part. Oh, yeah, that's right. She forgives him. Um, Hamilton, does he run for president? No. No. There's a presidential election. There's a presidential election. election Between? Jeffrey Smith. <laughs> Jefferson and Aerosmith and Aerosmith, <laughs> no, and uh, Burr, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, Burr, Burr is like, is like, I'm angry at you because everything you've done is like interfered with what because I want to do. Because people want Hamilton to endorse somebody. Yes, and he hates and, both of them. And he endorses Jefferson because Burr has never stood for anything. Yes, which is warranted. And so Burr goes. Everything bad that's ever happened in my life was because of you. Fuck you. I'm going to shoot you. And Hamilton goes, all right, it's a duel then. Um, and so they meet to do a duel. And Hamilton goes to shoot straight up in the air. And Burr is like, no, fuck you. And shoots him. Um, but then regrets it because he was like, I thought he was going to shoot me back. Because he was like, who, we- who wears their glasses to a fight if they don't mean to aim to kill? Which I mean, like, he's just wearing his glasses because they help him see, man. Like, that was, you were overthinking mm-hmm. it. Yep, keep going. Um, we're so close to the end, babe. And then Hamilton dies. Yes. <laughs> Do you not remember anything for, like, the five minutes after he dies? I'm trying to think of what happens. No, man, he's dead. I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he dead. And then his wife... They talk about how his wife went oh, and Oh, and raised... sets up a bunch of shit. Yeah. That's really cool. And does a whole bunch of stuff to... Um, help orphans. Know, yeah, and share their legacies. Yeah. That was cool. I don't remember the details. <laughs> that was being, cool. Like, it's oh, the, yeah, like, cool. big ending point of the story. And you're like... Yeah, alright. Yeah, she does a bunch of cool stuff. I give her props. Cool. I, don't re- I don't remember warranted. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was that she did, but I remember being like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Did you like the music? I liked some songs. 
Are you like a musical theater person no, generally? No, absolutely like, not. No musicals ever. The only musical I've ever listened to and like really liked was Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet. That one was really good. And you know that the original Natasha is Eliza, Hamilton's wife? Didn't know that. She wasn't on the album, so you didn't listen to her. Hmm. Okay. Now I know. So that's, she like left Hamilton to go be in that. Yeah, I just, that was, uh, I like the Lafayette song. She said that a lot. He reminds me of you. Lafayette and Jefferson, like, that character, every time he's on stage, I'm like, that's, like, so much Kurt energy. I, like, for years. Kurt, Kurt if I had confidence. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I said it, I said it, um, when we were watching it, I said that the French are at their best when they're fighting the English. Awesome. And I, I stand by that statement. So I like, I like the Lafayette song. Mm-hmm. What else did I like? I don't know. I'm just asking you what you thought of the music, if you liked it. I thought it was solid. Like, I, not a lot stands out to me other than the Lafayette song as, like, something that I was like, man, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like Jefferson's introduction, but that was mostly because of his dancing. Like the, like the jazzy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just, you know, flopping around the stage. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's um, a musical, but it's not, like, a musical musical in terms of the style no so i guess that i wonder about that because you don't like musicals not really so this didn't really have the soundtrack of it was musical. better than most musicals i've seen what other musicals have you seen everything olivia's been in you have not oh. seen everything that i have been in you've seen two <laughs> of the things that i have been in out of like 12 I've seen, I've seen a couple other musicals i saw like sweeney todd when i was in eighth grade I remember As we that. all did. Oh, that was so fun. It's so good. That's I thought that was okay. I, I was kind of really, bored. I don't like Sweeney Todd. We sat next to each other. I don't remember that. That's fine. You don't remember what you did. Yesterday. I was like, I was with you and I was with you and Trevor watching it, and I you guys Trevor were both like, "This is dumb," and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, Annie, what do you think about I, Hamilton?" Yeah, I, the, yeah. What do you think about the music? I care more about your opinion. What do you think about the man, the real man, (laughs) Alexander Hamilton? So yeah, I think it's fun because I think most people's like perception of musicals is it's kind of more of like the Rodgers and Hammerstein type music, like the Mm -hmm. sound of music-y, like big ensemble numbers with like, I don't know, more of like a lyrical focus. But with Hamilton, I think it's really fun that just like all the music is so contemporary. And then obviously, like, the actors still get to show off their, like, singing ability, but there's a lot of it that's more about, like, rhythm and energy, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what's so, like, captivating. (laughs) Like, I think that's, like, part of why Hamilton was so sensational, is that it, like, defies your expectations of what, like, going to a musical is like. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I respect that about our boy Lenny. Yeah, and it's it's more of a traditional musical in the sense that it is pretty much straight through mm. three hours of music. There's not really a break. It's very fast-paced in that way, mm-hmm. which is engaging. Definitely. Yeah. And it's also fun because, like, even if you're not, like, watching the movie or, like, watching the show, you can still, like, get the full experience, like, listening mm-hmm. at home. Like, you can, like, sit in your car and, like, the whole show goes yeah. through instead of skipping the way that, like, a musical with dialogue would. Mm-hmm. Like, you can follow the whole thing on your first listen, for the most part, which I yeah. think is definitely cool. It's real good. It's it's real good. Yeah, and Kurt, you like the set? 
Yeah, I thought it was well done. I thought it was... I, I kept commentating on the muskets. I thought that was really funny oh because they're gosh. tiny compared to real muskets. Are they really? Yeah, because I, I get that they have to be, like, thrown around, right? And so you have to make them a reasonable size, but, like, actual muskets are, like, five and a half feet long. Oh. <laughs> Word. <laughs> like, they're, they're big guns. <laughs> so it's, like... These guys have like two foot long muskets. So I'm like, look at the little baby musket. <laughs> <laughs> this got brought up like five times while we were watching it. I was like, Kurt, things are happening. Like, plot is happening right now, and you're laughing at the baby guns. Like, keep up. Um, I also really like the costume design. Totally. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. I watched a video, and I rewatched it this week, and after we watched it together because, or the musical together because I was interested, and it's by um, this woman named Bernadette Banner. And she is, like, a, um, I don't know what you call them. Not a costume designer, but she focuses on, like, historical fashion. And she, like, broke down the historical accuracy of all the costumes and everything like that. And they're, like, pretty historically accurate. They look really good. Oh, that surprises me. Yeah. For, like, I mean, obviously there's updates so that it's not, like, right exactly how it would have been. Right, like, wearing, like, a hoop skirt. Yeah, but she was, like, for the most part, like, they got... They got the gist of it, which I like, because there's another musical that I will talk about most because I want to talk about how much I hate it. It's called 1776. Okay. And it's uh, also based on the American uh, Revolution, but it entirely takes place during, like, the Continental Congress. And it's also, like, three hours long, and it's also a musical, but it's infinitely worse. Mm -hmm. And I just sit through it in college, and I was like, this is horrible. It's not the worst musical ever. That's Cats. But, like... That's Cats. It Cats is quite that's literally cats. the worst musical in the oh. world. But I would put 1776 as, like, a close second place for the worst Gross. musical ever. It's real bad. So, I like that they did the same thing, but they were like, maybe we'll do it a little bit better because people don't actually want to watch literal 1700s mm-hmm. stuff happen in front of them. And I like that it's minimalistic. They didn't go overboard with costumes or anything like that. I do I think... like the colors they chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a smart idea to pick colors because I think colors more more common than people think they were in the past. Because mm-hmm. like everyone just assumes that everyone wore like brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were it British, you wore red coats, hence red coat. But like colorful mm-hmm. outfits were pretty common mm-hmm. because people liked color. Yeah, and I like that it's all based, like, everybody has a base. Like, the ensemble, what the ensemble wears is, like, a base layer, and everybody has that, and then they just switch out stuff on top of it. And I think what's really cool about that, like, base layer is also that, like, that costume kind of, like, transcended gender. Mm -hmm. So, like, the ensemble could be, like, whatever you wanted it to be, because the costumes, like, weren't as important as, like, the voice and the choreography, and mm-hmm. you could kind of, like... They're very neutral. Yeah, which I thought was so cool that, like, the continuity in the ensemble, unless you're, like, acting as a major character, I thought that was just, like, very cool. Mm-hmm. That it, like, opens it up for, like, anyone to really be a part of it. Whereas, like, something like Newsies, like, you need your whole ensemble to kind of be, like conventionally male-looking mm-hmm. people or, like, I don't know, Legally Blonde or whatever. Like, they all have yeah. to be, like, women. So, I think that's yeah. the cool thing about Hamilton's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something cool, Kurt, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, every single person in that show was a person of color. I did notice that. Yeah. That's kind of 
one of the reasons it's a big musical. Yeah, you're right. It's mm-hmm. kind of a shtick. Yeah, because they pretty much said we're not going to cast people that aren't well, people of color. King George. Is, oh yeah, he's the only he's the only white, white person. Which is it's one of my favorite roles in the show. It's hilarious. It's I want nine Jimmy minutes Kimmel. of screen time. It's so funny. I just I think it would be because like there are already in New York and like it's not difficult Please. like Jimmy Fallon or like the guy a Jimmy the yes. one from Cats James Corden James Corden I just like I just want like some nights in New York for them to have like a talk show because it's not a difficult role no it's nine minutes it's, like of mostly time. like I think Jimmy Fallon especially would be imagine so if they just good. got random. Random celebs to do it. Put it. Put a talk show Jimmy or James in there. Why are they all named Jimmy and James? Could we get Eric Andre and Hamilton? Um, hilarious. Should we talk about controversy? Hit us with it. You know, it's my favorite thing to bring up controversy for when nobody asked me to on hit this us, podcast. Hit us with that controversy. Uh, so when it first came out in on Disney Plus in July, there was like a huge movement on social media of people being like, we need to cancel Hamilton because it's trying to make white white slave owners look good. And I was like, interesting. Interesting. They do kind of gloss over that historical fact. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, like, not, not great. Not great. Like, it's just bad. It's not good that it's not brought up. I mean, they bring it up vaguely in very uncontroversial ways. Right, like, slavery bad, but like... Yeah. That's that's always a difficult topic, right? Like, the founding fathers being slave Mm -hmm. owners, or a good Mm -hmm. chunk of them being slave owners. Yeah. Because, like... They were changing the way, you know, freedom was perceived. Yeah. Like, they they made people more free, but at the same time, they owned slaves. So, it's like, I think that is, like, a very difficult topic um, because there's a lot of nuance to it um, and a lot of, you know... Like, historically, it wasn't considered a bad thing at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot to take into account. Um, I don't know. I I don't blame Hamilton the musical for not bringing that up. Because I think it would have derailed the whole story. Yeah. Because then you're writing a story about slavery. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's not a bad thing. But that's not what Hamilton was about. It was about Alexander Hamilton. And to my knowledge, he wasn't a slave owner. No, I don't believe he was. I think at one point his wife's father tried to give him slaves. But I think that's his only connection with slaves. But... (laughs) It's Bridget playing with Luna. Yeah, but moral of the story, I mean, people are talking about it. So I think... There is one line in the, in, oh god, what's the name of the song? In What Did I Miss, which is Jefferson's song, where, um, he gets that letter, and he says something like, Sally, like, be a deer and open it, or whatever, which is in reference to, what's her name, Sally Hemings, was that her name, or whatever? Yeah, Sally Hemings, who was a slave who, like, he had, like, six children with her. Ah. So... Hmm. Yeah, and so that's why a lot of descendants of Thomas Jefferson are 
mix. And so that line is a little, like, weird to flippantly put in there. But that's a line that can easily just be changed. But yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Is it, do you think it's wrong for a movie during that, or like a, a play set in that period to blatantly ignore slavery? Well, I think what's like hard about Hamilton specifically is that like a lot of the characters are so lovable and it kind of Mm -hmm. like erases your idea. Like when you think of Alexander Hamilton or Thomas Jefferson or whatever, you don't think of like the white guy in a wig, like you picture the musical character. And I Mm -hmm. think there's like a little bit of a danger in like, (laughs) there's something a little bit difficult in, I don't know. Like, changing most people's perception Mm -hmm. of, like, a historical slave owner and, like, turning that into someone that you're like, oh my god, like, Jefferson is so, I don't know, like, such a, I don't, like, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, a Thomas Jefferson stan is probably not, like, what the takeaway should be from Hamilton. And yeah. I think, like, because Hamilton was so sensational and, like, theater kids are a little crazy, like... <laughs> a lot of crazy. <laughs> yes. I think that that's, like, something... And also, like, like millennial, like, older millennial, like, Libby people who are kind of, like... I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I, it's important to take saying. something like Hamilton and its portrayal of, like, real people with a grain of salt and remember that, like... Hamilton itself isn't, like, the whole story, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't, like, base your opinion on these historical figures on, like, an actor that you think is really talented or, like, funny, you know? Yeah. I've also thought it was a bit troubling to analyze historical figures through, like, a modern, like, ethos, because it's, like, that's... You're you're taking people out of their context and putting it into your context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I and I get that like like slave slave. I'm not defending slavery. Right. Like, let's make that abundantly clear. But you kind of need to look at how they were in their time, and like were they considered like in if if Hamilton existed now, Hamilton would not be a radical, mm-hmm. right? he would actually probably be considered very conservative. But in his time, he was like a radical belief, like thinker, totally. right? Like, like the whole, all of the founding fathers really were to different degrees, but they were, they were kind of like, they were, they were radical mm-hmm. in their context. Yeah. So I think that's important to note because that's, that's why we remember them. Not because they continue to have ideas that are, you know, super relevant on the forefront and, and relevant, but in their time, that was like huge. Yeah, that's a really good point. I guess the moral of the story is you can like Hamilton, but if like you're actually interested, like pick up a history book. <laughs> like, don't learn your history right, like, Hamilton from is Hamilton. Entertaining. Yeah, and like it has a lot to say about like like emotions and feeling like an outsider mm-hmm. and like the work home life balance. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that's like great about Hamilton, but it's not a historical text and it mm-hmm. shouldn't, like, color your perception of, like, actual American history. Yeah. Things can be good and also have areas that need improvement. Totally. So. Moral of the story. Google Google it if you want to know more. We're not going to talk about <laughs> it anymore. Um, 
When it got released on Disney Plus, it also started a long, a longer conversation about the accessibility of musical theater, which Kurt, you probably don't. That probably doesn't take up a lot of space in your mind because <laughs> I don't think you're really thinking about going to see a bunch of musical theater. So I, I did googling. No, but I, get, I get the issue. Yeah, so I did googling, and before the whole shutdown happened, um, the average paid admission to Hamilton for a ticket ran from. $270 to $310 during non-holiday weeks, oh according God. to the Broadway League. And um, that figure includes premium seats that cost as much as $849. And during some holiday periods, they have come close to $1,000 per ticket. Mm. And that's the Wall Street Journal. Um, when the show was in Chicago, premium tickets to the musical ran for about $500 to $600. So I did the math on that. So for a group of four to see the show in New York, the average price would be $1,200 during non-holiday weeks and $2,800 during the holidays. And that's not including, like, ticket fees if you buy on, like, Ticketmaster or anything like that. Oh, my God, yes. So, and that's pretty... That's not standard for all Broadway shows because, obviously, Hamilton was a pretty big hit. But, I mean, I'm trying to think. I just bought tickets to see... Or I didn't just buy a couple months ago. I bought tickets to see Six the Musical when it comes back to Chicago, and it was like, I think a hundred and thirty dollars, and then there were Ticketmaster fees on top of it, and that was just for me and my sister in like mediocre seats. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the fact of the matter is theater is expensive, and. I get it because, like, theater rides on the back of so many people that you do not see. Like, you have to pay all the actors, you have to pay the creatives, you have to pay set designers, prop masters, costumers, like, everything. The venue, the venue like, like, lighting design, sound design, everything like that. So, I mean, you're paying for a lot of people, and all those people are out of work right now, which is so sad. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, things like this shouldn't be gate-kept under a paywall. It makes sense when they're on Broadway, but so many Broadway shows open because of the cost of venues and everything like that. They end up clo closing in under a year because that's just how it works. I'm thinking about like Beetlejuice is one that was like super sure. popular and they just didn't make enough money back so they had to shut down. All of the shows that are on Broadway are filmed for the archive, for the um, national government library archive or whatever so we have mm -hmm. films of every single show that's been on broadway up to a certain point but it's not accessible nope they just right. sit there they just sit in the archive so they're not accessible there's one service that's called broadway hd but they're limited they're very limited because people don't want to lease these rights because they think that it will make people not want to go see the show live mm -hmm. which is why youtube bootlegging <clears throat> chains are now incredibly popular so i'm not saying that if you want to watch a musical you should google you know something and then slime tutorial but if you want to watch the entirety of six the musical maybe you could google six slime tutorial and it would show up maybe not that i would know from personal experience well, not that i would do that as soon as i got home yeah <laughs> um I, I, that's that's an interesting it's an interesting quandary because there's obviously a demand for the ability to watch musicals, mm -hmm. right? Like otherwise ways to watch them illegally wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. And the fact that so little has been done, right? 
Like, you, you would think that, like, Broadway as, like, the entity could, like, do a streaming service and, mm-hmm. like, stream shows on Broadway. Totally. And then, you know, they can make money from subscriptions, right? Like, yeah. Like, that that seems feasible to me. And mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I think the worry that people aren't going to want to see the show live, like, that's not founded to me. Because, like, if you look at something like music, like, I can sit and listen to Kishibashi all day on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I get the opportunity to go see him live in concert, I'm fucking gonna. Totally. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a similar thing. And then you also have to take into account that if you're doing, if you're, you know, making um, royalties on a musical that's being streamed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're making money off of that. And because it's streaming and you don't have to pay a ton of money per ticket, you're opening it up to a massive audience instead Mm -hmm. of a select few who could afford to go see Hamilton on Broadway, Mm -hmm. right? Now it's everyone who can afford, you know, $10 a month streaming service can watch Hamilton on Broadway. And that makes it like most economic studies show that the wider audience you can reach the more money you're gonna make totally Mm -hmm. even if you're not making as much per watch Mm -hmm. and when you think about especially with our country being so big it's like we're lucky because the three of us live within driving distance of chicago totally we can drive down to chicago and most major shows will stop into chicago Mm -hmm. and do that if you live in the middle of nowhere kansas you might not live in somewhere where you can accessibly go and see the show, even if it is coming to your state live. So it just makes sense. So I like that now you can pay $7 a month and watch Hamilton as much as you want on Disney+. Plus. Also, if you're streaming it, you don't need to pay the people that you would be paying to keep the show live. Mm-hmm. So you can make money off the show well after it's left theaters. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's a way to create supplemental income you know yeah so the point is make broadway accessible damn it um i also think that furthers the art sorry for interrupting i think i think (laughs) one of the i think one of the reasons musical musical theater is is viewed as kind of like a niche thing Hmm. um like you're either a theater kid or you're not um i think if it was more accessible i think more people would enjoy theater without feeling like it needs to be their everything that's because true right Mm -hmm. now it kind of feels like you have to dedicate so much time to it to get anything out of it Mm -hmm. that like it's kind of inevitable that if you get into music theater that's gonna become a major part of your life because you have to spend a lot of time on it yeah i think it'll be more accessible to casual fans um if it was more accessible come on Kurt. we can watch slime tutorials together (laughs) Um, fun facts, uh, the show got 16 Tony nominations, which is a record, and it had got 11 wins, so it was one away from tying with the most awarded Tony show ever, which is the producers that had 12, but it did win every, I know, right, like, why that one? (laughs) Um, but it pretty much swept in all the major categories, except for, uh, Best Actress in a Musical, Rip. Um, it won Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Best Original Score, Best Actor in a Musical, Best Featured Actor in a Musical, Best Featured Actress in a Musical, and a whole bunch more. Mm. It also won a Pulitzer Prize in Drama and the Grammy for the Best Musical Theater Album. And some kind of presidential award? Something like that or another. Like, like the Obamas were, like, so crazy for Hamilton. Oh, yeah. As they should be. 
Warranted. As we all should be. Warranted. Um, when Hamilton was written, it was... It's a catchphrase now. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton was not supposed to be a musical originally. It was actually supposed to be a mixtape. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah. And then they transitioned it into a show, and then after the show got so successful, they transitioned it back into mixtapes. So you can go on any streaming service and listen to the Hamilton mixtapes now, which is a bunch of like popular artists singing covers of the songs. And for a while, there was a release of additional songs that like didn't make the cut for the musical hmm. that they released afterwards as well. There's a whole bunch of Hamilton content. Um, Hamilton has 20,520 words spoken throughout the two hours and 23 minutes, which means on average, the cast says 144 words per minute. That's a lot of words. That's nutty. That Mm -hmm. is nutty. And during the fastest rap, Guns and Ships, which is the Lafayette song, uh, David Diggs averages around 6.3 words a second, which makes it the fastest paced lyrics, excuse me, in all of musical theater history, which is not... Shocking, because musical theater isn't that fast. Um, <laughs> the letters that Eliza Burns during Burn are actual cursive transcripts of the real letters. That's that so That they exchanged. Cool. And the letters are on a specific type of paper that burns for about two minutes and nine seconds, so that the flame is noticeable at the exact right time in the song, but it is extinguishes so she can exit in complete blackout before the end of the song, and they don't have to worry about a fire hazard or extinguishing that wow. backstage. That's cool. So it's all That's perfectly like, oh, timed. That prop design is so cool. Right? Like, I, I also know that... Like, um, from watching tested videos of Adam Savage, mm. they like all of the leaflets they flow, throw around during the mm-hmm. show. Those are like each one of those is like is like printed. Yeah. Like, yeah, those aren't just sheets of paper. So they have to like design and print each leaflet for each show. That's and they so go cool. through like boxes every night whenever they're, you know, performing. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah, and at the very end of the show, uh, the main character, not the main character, um, Eliza who was played by Philippa Sue in the recording that we watched, she gasps right at the end, and there's a whole bunch of theories about what it means floating around online or whatever. And she said that there's not one. She changed it every single night. (laughs) So she didn't really have one. She said, you know, one is it's um, her getting, Eliza getting into heaven and seeing that. One is her passing away and seeing Alexander. And then the one that everybody latched onto on the internet is the idea that at the end... I don't, be- I don't. I hate this theory. I don't buy it. it. The idea at the end is that Lynn walks away, and he come when he comes back at the end. He's not Hamilton. He's Lynn, and he's taking her up, and it's her seeing the audience and realizing that everybody is there. But that like learning about Alexander Hamilton, which I like in like theory of no, the Broadway dumb. cast. I'm like that's cute. But That's that dumb. doesn't make sense when, like, you see anybody else. When it's anyone who's no. not. I also just think it's dumb and just, like, I don't care at all for fourth wall breaks. No, man. I like the them in audience TV. matters. <laughs> it seems forced. I that just, seems... I hate it. I don't know. That I don't think it's forced. important. Yeah. Especially not in this, like, like, oh my god, like a theater full of people looking at me. I don't know. Whatever. I hate it. It <laughs> seems very self-centered i much prefer the idea of her just going to heaven and seeing everybody yeah because she was like literally the last last person to die die. like her sisters both died her kid died her husband died all of their friends died like i like it yeah a lot better i think it makes more sense um 
Annie, did you like Hamilton? Yeah, it's enjoyable. I think I, like, on the list of my favorite musicals, it's not there. Yeah. But I've got, like, good memories associated with it, and it is, like, a very fun show. Did you ever see it live? Or? Yeah, I actually saw it live um, at least twice mm-hmm. with my family, maybe three times. And so, yeah, definitely a fun one. How many uh, fighting Frenchmen out of ten would you give it? Seven. Perhaps. No, it's good. I definitely, watching it live is incredible. Like, the amount of energy that just everybody in that show has just to, like, get through it is remarkable. It's really fun to see live. Um, But, yeah, I like it a lot. This is kind of an unpopular opinion. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda's other show, In the Heights, is Better I like Hamilton. it, but I don't know. I like like a couple I've songs, never seen it. but I don't. That, know that maybe much about me being it. super biased because I am Hispanic. <laughs> but like, I think In the Heights is just a true work of art. I would rather see In the Heights mm-hmm. than see Hamilton again. But I still love Hamilton. How would you rank Hamilton? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? I thought it was good. I mean, like, I I'm not a musical theater guy, so mm-hmm. it's I don't think I'd watch it again. But I enjoyed it. Okay. I'd give it five slow motion bullets about to kill somebody out of ten. Nice. Nice. I think I think I think people should watch it. I think it's just such a cultural phenomenon that you shouldn't ignore it. And it was like oh I'm I don't like musical theater and it was just a matter of time mm-hmm. until I saw Hamilton. That's mm-hmm. totally true. Um and I think from somebody in my position, I was exposed to it quicker because my girlfriend is a fan of musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just think everyone should watch it. I think I think it's one of those things where it's become such a, a big thing that you're kind of just willingly being ignorant if you're not going to watch it. Um, or at I, least, like, listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, I'm not yeah. telling you to enjoy it. <laughs> um, sure. But watch it. And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You have ADHD and you don't like musicals and you sat through the whole thing. Yeah. So. If that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. It's super fast paced. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, some musicals are like a drag. It's really engaging. Because like Olivia said, there's like very few points where there's a break for between songs. Like it's snappy. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Annie, do you have any social media you want to plug? No. No? I think, yeah. You can plug your, like, Instagram and stuff if you want Are you to. still doing photography? I, yes, I am still doing photography. Annie I'm takes hoping... a whole bunch of photos of us. I'll post a bunch on the account because I like posting the photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, if people want to get photos from you, where do, where do they find you? Um, they should hit me up on, here's my cell phone number. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my Instagram is... My name, Anne-Marie, but instead of, like, an I at the end, it's just, like, a period. So that's kind of, that's it. <laughs> and then my I'll tag her. I'll tag yeah, her yeah. in the post. And then my Twitter <laughs> is Oceanair, and I think Twitter is way more fun than Instagram, which I think is ironic because I'm a photographer. <laughs> but, like, Twitter is just such a chaotic... I Twitter think tw- is just Twitter chaos. is more versatile. Yeah, I love Twitter, so... Yeah, yeah but... if you felt like following me on Twitter... Hire her to take you take your pictures. Yes. I'm doing Christmas cards right now. If anyone's family. I love that. <laughs> I wish I had a Christmas card. 
You don't. can by hiring Eddie to take well, your picture. Yeah, but well, am I gonna send a like Christmas card too? So anyway, hire Annie. Uh, contact her. This is a big jump. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, there's gonna be like a, a clear cut between two statements. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie daisy. We're at if you guys see this on Instagram, and I finally wrote it down at bygst pod on Twitter. Instead Cute. of me trying to figure it out, I actually on the didn't spot. follow you guys on Twitter. So. You know, we How don't. Dare you. We're bad I'm about at to go do that. <laughs> Olivia does everything. I'm gonna put Kurt on blast. Kurt does nothing. I don't do shit. Kurt doesn't plan. Kurt doesn't own the mic. Kurt doesn't do the editing. Kurt doesn't do the social media. Kurt doesn't do the posting. He literally Kurt's just... the personality. Kurt is the talent. I guess so. I mean, here's the thing: is that I offered to help with like editing and stuff, and then you <laughs> you didn't trust me, which is warranted. Yeah. Um. So you, I and I've never been a social media guy. Correct. I'm not on. That's true. I, I'm not active on the. I'm. I'm Every, like, four months, I'll post some vague thing on Instagram. You do. And you know what, Kurt? Thank you. I'm going to put you on blast again. Because about a month ago, I said, hey, Kurt, I'm making the calendar for what we want to review for the rest of the year. You still have two more empty spots. Can FMA. you fill them? Full Metal Alchemist. And you Maybe. didn't. And you just Maybe. still have I, it. You still it's have... It's just that I want to talk about Full Metal Alchemist with people. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Alex Smith. On that podcast too, oh. Annie, Annie, and Alex Smith. Is he? Oh, I'm excited. He said he cried when it ended. Listen, <gasps> it's so. I can't ima- good. imagine Alex crying. Makes me kind of uncomfortable. It's like I'm. I love it. I don't blame him. It's warranted. <laughs> hey, this is editing live. I totally forgot to mention this when we were recording, but huge thanks to Flowers for providing our intro and outro music. The song is called Baby Blue. We will link their socials in the description of the episode, and make sure you go ahead and listen to them on all streaming services. Okay, we're going to go talk about Full Model Alchemist. Thanks, Annie, for being here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Liv. And I'm Kurt. Bye. See ya. Okay, shut this off. <laughs>